Welcome to Straight Talk Wealth, heard every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. with your experts in all aspects of wealth accumulation, preservation, and income planning guaranteed to last a lifetime. And now, your host of Straight Talk Wealth, Bruce Whitey on News Talk 1590 KBTA. You're treasure hunters, aren't you? We're more like treasure protectors. Better make sure that I'm after my goals. Good morning, Ventura. Hey, welcome to another round of Straight Talk Wealth Radio. This is where we pull together the news that's going on in the economic environment, the world that we live in, and what you should be doing about it as mom and pop America, as Mr. and Mrs. IRA 401k, who are new into retirement or approaching retirement soon, it's going to be a whole different world than we've seen before. So there's two sides of this story, and we're going to talk about them both today on Straight Talk Wealth Radio. I'm your host, Bruce Whitey. We're here every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. on News Talk 1590 KVTA. I've been doing the show since 2007. We've got a good following in this area. I used to do it up in L.A., but uh, I've settled in the Port Wainimi, uh Ventura County area that I love and will remain here probably for the rest of my life. And we've been doing this show to help... People that are saving for retirement or saving for their future. I hate using the word retirement because I kind of believe nobody should retire. But that all being said, uh, sometimes physically you can't carry on at the level you used to, and you've got to be financially prepared for that. The problem is we live in a day and age where it is not your mom and dad's retirement. You don't simply invest in stocks and mutual funds, wear out, wear, you know, get through the ups and downs because they'll all, the stock market always goes up. And then one day you just go into high yield, high interest CDs or bonds or whatever, and you build the portfolio, you get out of risk, and now you just live off interest. That is over. And there will be a great comeuppance by the end of this decade that will greatly disrupt the gains we've made since 2008. That's what we truly believe. Now, you're going to hear a little bit about that today. I'm going to give you some new evidence about how much how much rupture there is in the banking system. Now, you can have all kinds of things going on economically on the planet. You can have oil gluts and you can have European debt problems and all that. But once it gets into the private sector banks, once the private sector banks have become over leveraged and they break, this is how these matters become depressionary. This is how they become global and how they create long periods of liaise. And we would have been there in 2008. 2008, mind you, wasn't all about uh, wasn't all about Lehman Brothers. That was the trigger. But the real problem in 2008 is that the banks went under, they froze, and it took $800 billion not going to Lehman Brothers, but going to the banks, about 300 of them, in order to save the system. That's what we're very, very close to again today, if not even a little bit more precarious than in 2007. We're going to cover that in the first half of the show. The second half of the show, I'm going to speak specifically about strategies that you can employ for a world that will be turned upside down. Strategies for a world turned upside down, which, by the way, is the topic of our upcoming workshop we're having and um, this, you've got to get reservations on this quickly. 
This is at the River Ridge Golf Club in Oxnard. That is uh, off the just south of the 101 freeway between Victoria and Ventura Boulevard. We've done uh, several events there. They're always great. This rooms are not large, so there's definitely limited size on this. And the tickets will be $25, and it's called Strategies for a World Turned Upside Down Workshop. And really what this workshop's about and what today's show is about is about Well, we're asking the question, how are you preparing for the next great market crash? This is not just a sales seminar. This is a workshop, and it takes about three or four hours to get through it. We'll start at 10 in the morning. We will feed you lunch at the River Ridge Golf Club. Uh, We will go usually until 2 o'clock, but sometimes I can't empty the room out till 3 o'clock. So we stick around and we go through the basic topics on this and the information as long as people still have questions. If you want to leave at 2, you're welcome to leave at 2, but generally the crowd hangs around till 3. It's an authoritative workshop. I'm going to have some guests that are going to be crucial and critical to the story we're telling. Guests we've never had at our workshops before. If you've been to prior workshops, come again to this one. Bring friends. It's an authoritative workshop. We're going to examine the inevitable outcome of these global risks for the baby boom generation that are either currently retired or will be retiring over the next 10 years. That's Saturday, the 24th of September from 10 a.m. to, let's say, about 3 p.m. at the River Ridge Golf Club. The tickets are $25 per head on this, and we feed you lunch. But as we traditionally do, if you call in during the show, I will knock $10 off the cost of the ticket. That's a $15 ticket and it's a steal. It's a steal, but you've got to call this number. 888-882-5578. 888-882-5578. Write this down. You will be calling later in the show if you're listening. You'll want to attend this. It, there's no clothes on this. I'm not selling something. Leave your checkbook at home unless you, there's to be some materials you might want to buy off the materials table, some reports and CDs and all that. So, uh, you know, bring some pocket cash if you don't want to get hit for a check and we don't hit you up and there's no sale on this anyway. It is informational and the people that want to use our services and are interested in what we do, they can follow up with us at a date after the event. But this is the 24th of September on a Saturday. Uh, tickets are $25. If you call 888-882-5578, you can have the ticket for $15, but you've got to call during the show. Now look, this is what it's about. What we're going to cover in the first half of the show today, some pundits say that soon the world is going to change. There's going to be some heck to pay for all the money printing and relying on simply manipulation of currencies to create affluence and wealth on this planet when there's underlying weaknesses. Now, you're going to hear today, I'm going to cover a great uh, piece of information. By the way, uh, if you do call today and get your tickets, there's a great infographic we're going to give you from Dent Research, which is uh, founded by Harry S. Dent, the author of The Demographic Cliff, How to Survive the Next Great Deflation. And the name of this infographic, which really lays out the details I'm going to discuss here in a minute, is called the Global Banking Crisis 2.0. It's no longer a question of if, but when the sky will fall. And this lays out some facts I'm going to give you in just a little bit about how deep the banks are in trouble. And when the banks are in trouble, that means that's the system. That's the lifeblood of the system. So we're going to talk about that. But 
More than that, I'm also going to talk about, I'm going to talk about that now is the time to learn the portfolio planning strategies that are going to preserve and even grow your wealth in the chaotic investment markets that are going to be coming probably sooner than you think. So I'm going to break this down and this is what we're going to do at the workshop. We're going to work on it a little bit today on the show. I can't, you know, on the show, I can only scratch the surface. So we will be going in detail into these things, but we're going to look at as a planner, what are the issues? What are the things that you have to think through in order to uh, put together a plan for someone that is durable in the types of changes that are going to come. So you look at institutional risk. We're going to talk about that. Now, very special guest at the workshop will be John Truman Wolf. He either be phoning in, Skyping in, or he may be appearing. We're working that out. I've got to have a lot of people show up for him to actually make an appearance. His name is John Truman Wolf. He's the author of The Coming Financial Crisis, A Look Behind the Wizard's Curtain. Now, he is a former banker that has thoroughly investigated the International Monetary Fund, uh, investigated what is going on. He's going to discuss the risk from the quadrillion dollar financial derivatives market and the likelihood that the United States banks will be experiencing a Cypress-style bank bail-in that's set out to play in the U.S. with the next banking implosion. So he's going to cover weakness in the banking sector from the idea of the risks that they're taking and the fact that they are set up. That Now, what's a bail-in? If you don't know, a bail-in means that the next time the banks fail, they don't go to Congress and ask for taxpayer money. They do like they did in Cyprus. And they're set up to do this now in the United States. In Cyprus, what they did is everybody over 100,000 euros in a Cyprus bank what they confiscated 47.5% of their account over a hundred thousand euros. And that's how they saved the Cyprus banks. It wasn't like Cyprus government had any deep pockets to dig into to bail them out. So the depositors bail them out. So John Truman was going to talk about this at length. I'm going to give him about an hour at the workshop on September 24th on uh, strategies for world turned upside down. So then you also look at market risk. You learn, we're, you're going to learn at the workshop about non-correlated assets that provide reasonable rates of return that are far better than bank or government bond returns in a crisis. And that link to resources and institutions that historically have withstood the very, very worst of times like the Great Depression that honored all of its obligations. It's a, uh, it's a uh, savers got every dime that they were entitled to. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk as a planner. How does a planner think about how much income can they give you from a portfolio? This is a crucial issue today. We're going to talk about it in the second half of the show, the 4% rule. What the 4% rule is about is that interest rates are crushed to historical lows. And a lot of planners, they feel like it's no longer possible to even safely plan for maybe drawing 4% of your portfolio per year. Understand what that means. You have a million dollars. It might not be safe to live on $40,000 a year anymore in a million dollar portfolio unless you go full into risk. But if you go full into risk, now you're in the ticking time bomb. This is not like mom and dad's retirement where you could find interest rates that made your portfolio deliver income. So the 4% rule is crucial today. But in the workshop, I'm going to show you what we call the income play that could provide a safe lifetime withdrawal rate closer to five to seven percent drawdowns and never risk running out of your money. So this is a crucial, 
you know, again, if, go back on this. Every week we talk about the economy. Every week we talk about what's going on in the world. But one of my clients pointed out to me, I don't know what you actually do if I listen to your show. So that's what this workshop's going to be different about is I'm going to bring you into the drafting table. I'm going to bring you into the software and, and the analysis that we do and help you understand how I think and what we do to protect our people and work it through with you like you will learn the tools of a financial planner. We'll talk about future taxation risk, ever-increasing government debt levels. They're going to drive income tax rates to new levels, and we'll look at if there's practical ways to reduce your taxable footprint. We're going to talk about big risk in life insurance and annuities. They are being sold as financial panaceas today. They're 10 times more complex than they were 10 years ago. And the poor, the poor consumers up against some very slick insurance salespeople. I'm going to break it down for you. We're going to talk about longevity risk. Couple age 65 have a 47% chance today that one of them are going to live to age 90. How do you plan for it? And the thing that's important about longevity risk is if you make other mistakes in investing, but you don't have a lot of longevity, it doesn't matter because you're going to die before you run out of money. But the more longevity there is in the portfolio, the far less you can make mistakes with these other risks. So we're going to lay all the risk out. We're going to talk about inflation risk, and we're going to talk about sequence of returns risk. While you're taking withdrawals out of your retirement funds, there's a massive difference in outcome as to when a change in the market direction finally arrives. And we're going to look at, is it better to have a weak market followed by a strong market when you're taking withdrawals or vice versa? Because I'll tell you this, if you call this one wrong, you could lob a potential 10 years off the life of your retirement portfolio. Now, I'm here to tell you briefly on the show, but in depth in the workshop, that there are answers to these risks. And we're going to walk through an examination of each one of the risks and how they can each be mitigated and woven into a cohesive retirement portfolio strategy that will weather the storm and still grow. So, the number to get a discount on that ticket, 888 By the way, there will be a little second portion to the workshop. Uh, the seminar is going to be called The Great Gold Bust Ahead. And in it, we will cover why gold will not be a safe haven. It will not. Because you've got to know that this crash will be deflationary. And if it's deflationary, that makes gold absolutely the wrong thing to hold. And Harry Dent's call is he thinks gold's going to be down to $700 an ounce by the end of 2017. We will show you the evidence that's in a little second section of the workshop on September 24th called Strategies for World Turned Upside Down at the River Ridge Golf Club. You better call now. It will fill up. We are promoting it on Facebook. We are promoting it by email. Uh, the number for that is 888-882-5578, 888-882-5578. That's 888-882-5578. Call today and we will take $10 off your tickets. All right. I want to go into, uh, this is from Economy and Markets Newsletter by Dent Research. Uh, and I want to talk a little bit about now, usually on a show, we go a lot into the whole scene on global risk. I'm going to try to cover this in about 15, 20 minutes so we can move on to planning strategies and planning tactics, which is really the emphasis of this workshop. This workshop will have a foreshortened section on global risk, although we will, by foreshortened, it's like, we'll probably spend two hours on it. <laughs> and then we'll go into strategies and tactics. But 
I'm going to read you this newsletter. This is very recent from September 2016. And Harry Dent writes, anyone who doesn't recognize that we're facing a serious debt and financial bubble has either been living under a rock or has retreated into their own fantasy la-la land to cope with just how bad central bankers and governments have let things get. Newsflash, they've gotten pretty damn terrible. Banks have taken on too much bad debt that keeps turning into more non-performing loans. And we're especially seeing that now in countries like Greece and Italy. But instead of restructuring these loans to let their stock and bondholders cover the losses, again, stock and bondholders, I'm paraphrasing, this is Bruce talking, stock and bondholders are the people who own the banks. They're the ones at risk. If they want to own a bank, if they want to lend a bank money, they're the ones at risk if the bank doesn't perform. So Harry says, but instead of restructuring these loans that are going bad to let their stock and bondholders cover the losses, Banks are resorting to what I call financial magic tricks. Since 2008, the response to the global debt crisis has been to pump more free money and stimulus into the system to keep our financial institutions from imploding. That's just crazy. When will people learn that you can't fight a debt problem with more debt and that restructuring debt is healthy long term despite its short term pain? It's always painful, by the way. This is Bruce talking again. It's always painful to restructure debt. Money that somebody expected to get paid back isn't going to come to them. But long term, if you restructure debt, it keeps the system alive. And simply creating more debt that we've been doing since 2008, creating more debt, private and public, which is a key distinction I'm going to go over in a minute. I want you to understand this isn't about even the government debt yet. This is about the private sector bank debt that you don't know about. And this is why the next crash will be deflationary. We will cover this in the workshop on September 24th, but it's a key differentiation. So Harry goes, let's see. Uh, I see this all coming to a head and much sooner rather than later. The first trigger of the global debt crisis is going to come from Europe, where I see the banks and the economy being the weakest. Italy is the next Greece and is simply too big to bail out. After that, it will be a domino effect. And then when China finally blows, it's game over. No stimulus plan will be able to cover that one. Mark my words, the global banking crisis is here. And if you don't start preparing for it now, or at the very least acknowledge that there's a problem, you're going to have your ass handed to you in the years ahead. I'm not telling this to scare you, says Harry Dent. I'm telling you this because I'm determined to help you avoid the financial ruin that will befall the majority of investors in the next crash and to help you take advantage of the opportunities that can arise in this chaotic environment. What I refuse to do is sugarcoat the facts. So that in the article then is followed by a demo uh, infographic and it breaks it down into some simplicities. And I want to review this infographic for you with you. And by the way, if you call for the workshop to get your discounted tickets on September 24th for strategies for a world turned upside down, where we'll cover this and we'll cover strategies, risks one at a time and how to mitigate them. I'm going to send you by email this entire 
infographic. It's beautifully laid out in picture form, and it is called the Global Banking Crisis 2.0. It's no longer a question of if, but when the sky will fall. And he says, goes on, here's a snapshot of the most distressed major global banks and rising debt levels, both domestic and abroad. So he says on this, the United States debt explained, yes, as a country, as the federal government goes, we have $19.5 trillion in rising. That isn't the alarming news yet, folks. That's the current outstanding debt of the United States. But he goes on in this infographic, but that's not the half of it. There's still $3 trillion in state and local debt. Understand what we talk about debt means you are living today on dollars that are borrowed from tomorrow. And if they don't have an acceleration in an economy to pay those loans off, the sky does fall. Now, 19.5 in federal debt, $3 trillion in state and local debt. So the entire government of the United States is $22.5 trillion in debt. That's nothing. The private sector debt in the banking system, what the banks have loaned to people, and we'll talk about non-performing loans in just a little bit, because a lot of it's non-performing. The banks have pushed out $41. trillion in private sector debt. So over the entire lifespan of the United States government, federal and state debt, we're up to $22 trillion. But currently, the banks have lent out $41.4 trillion. That's how much of what you see around appears to be afloat, appears to create wealth and affluence, and it's borrowed from the future. Now, let's add a few more. How about Medicaid? Medicaid has made promises to Americans. Is there money to back those promises? No, Medicaid is $35.3 trillion unfunded debt. Promises that have been made, expected benefits to be paid, but there is no money to the tune of $35.3 trillion in promised benefits that there ain't no money sitting around to pay. Medicare, Medicaid's the states, by the way. Medicare in the federal level is $22.8 trillion. And Social Security is $8 trillion. So the true debt load of the U.S., the true debt load in this country of what we are living on or what we expect to live on that there ain't no money for is $130 trillion. Now, when you look at debt, you compare, huh, think about it getting a mortgage. What's the, you know, how much can your mortgage debt be relative to your income? Any lender is going to look at that and decide that if you don't have enough income to pay that mortgage, you're not getting a loan. Well, the production of the United States is called gross domestic product. That's how we measure production in the United States. GDP, gross domestic product. The GDP of the United States is about $18.4 trillion a year. Everything in the country that we produce, everything that is put out, bought and sold in the United States produces about $18.4 trillion. We have $130 trillion of true debt load in the United States. That means we have a 707% debt to GDP ratio. 
Now, how bad is that? During World War II, where they were had savings bonds and we had to borrow money to defeat the Axis powers, to defeat Japan and Germany. During World War II, the highest our debt to GDP ratio got, measured in the same way, was 112.7%. Today, it's 707% debt to GDP when you add up all the debt. And this private sector debt is probably the first thing that will blow. And that is how the government acquired its debt. The private sector broke in 2008. The banks broke. And so what happened is the government absorbed that debt in of its own. And But now they're back to these extraordinary levels. And we believe the reason the next one will persist is the government is not capable of absorbing another $41 trillion or even $20 trillion. You look at where the bubble started. The bubble in the banking system really goes back about $20 trillion of that $41.4 trillion. Bubbles always burst back down to where they started. So what Harry Dent says in this infographic, which we're giving away for free, when you order tickets for the Strategies for a World Turn Upside Down workshop, he says what it means in this infographic is on a macro scale, we're up a creek without a paddle, and we are headed for the rapids. On a micro scale, many sectors have already entered the rapids. So he goes on in this, the growing debt to GDP ratios are becoming epidemic around the world with a current debt to GDP ratio, including government and private debt. And this private debt's really important to include because it's where the next big blow will happen that the governments will try to absorb. It's the liability that the governments will try to eat up. And you've got to look at private sector debt, which is run amok and unfunded law obligations of 707% of GDP. The U.S. is in bad shape, but we're not alone. If we're at 707, Germany, the the stalwart of the European recovery is at 606% debt to GDP. France is at 923% debt to GDP. Spain, 646. Portugal, 931%. Ireland, 1,085% debt to GDP. UK, 877% debt to GDP. Worse than we are. Italy, 699% debt to GDP. Greece, 1,196% debt to GDP. You want to see the infographic? Order your tickets for the workshop. We'll email this right out to you. 888 885578 you're getting $10 off 888-882-5578 $25 ticket we'll give it to you for $15 today on strategies for a world turned upside down our authoritative workshop examining the inevitable outcome of global risk to baby boomers retiring over the next 10 years Saturday September 24th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the River Ridge Golf Club in Oxnard never a disappointed crowd I know that because I deliver the workshop personally and um, people stick around Um, all right so let's go on now if we have that much debt the next question is um well he says in this infographic government level debt is bad but the picture is much worse for banks. Now we have what's called the federal we have the fractional reserve system. 
So you need to understand about how the banks operate. The banks only need, in terms of capital or pledged deposits to the bank, they roughly only need about 10% on hand to loan out 10 times more. So in other words, if they had uh, $100,000 in deposits in the bank, they are entitled to start loaning out about a million dollars. They only need one-tenth on hand. So this means that you've got to closely watch non-performing loans. And in this infographic, Harry makes a statement that once banks hit about 10% non-performing loans, they're technically bankrupt. Because because the point is, if you have only 10% capital and pledged deposits, and 10% of your loans are bad, you don't have any t- deposits or capital. It only takes 10% of the loans to fail, and you've just wiped out all the pledged deposits and capital. Now what are you loaning against? So 10% is death for a bank. In Italy today, non-performing bank loans have risen to 18%. And since 2000, The productivity in Italy has dropped 13%. And since 2004, its GDP per capita has dropped 12%. He goes, and the list goes on. Despite the bailout, Greece still has bad or non-performing bank loans of 34%. Meanwhile, non-performing bank loans in other countries are getting just as bad. Ireland 19% non-performing loans. Portugal, 12%. Spain, 7% non-performing loans. And we haven't seen the next serious financial crisis yet. Now, does anybody know about this? Anybody aware that these banks are in trouble? Well, my friends, here in the United States, you probably aren't. But if you're paying attention to stock values of the banking system in Europe, someone some smart money, some large money is very aware of it. And it is a telltale sign about the banks in Europe when you consider the following. Deutsche Bank. Deutsche Bank. That's that's the stalwart of Germany. And, stal- and Germany is the stalwart of the European recovery. Deutsche Bank, since the third quarter, in the third quarter of last year, 2015, had a $7 billion drop in its capitalization in the stock market. What does that mean? That means since third quarter 2015, Deutsche Bank stock plummeted 65%, lost 65%. Now, if you go back to the actual 2008 banking crisis, the stock of Deutsche Bank has plummeted 90%. Now, uh, let's see. So they go on here. Commerce Bank down 97%. Major banks in Italy aren't looking much better. Now, don't forget, I just read you this newsletter where Harry said, this is where this is going to start, where the banking crisis is going to start is in Europe, when these banks just can't keep the camouflage up anymore. Since their 2008 highs, Unicredit in Italy is down 94% on its stock value. Bank of Carige is down more than 99%. And since the Brexit, a number of other major banks have taken big hits. 
HSBC in the UK has lost 15% of its stock value since Brexit. Royal Bank of Scotland dropped 40%. Bankley's has bled 41%. In short, this summarizes, Italian banks are going to default. Major banks around the globe will fail. And they're going to bring the sky down on us. Governments won't be in a position to do a damn thing about it. Don't be among the blind investors flat when it arrives. Hey, you want this full infographic? Um, call and get tickets for our upcoming workshop on September 24th at the River Ridge Golf Club. It is called Strategies for a World Turned Upside Down. Uh, and we are going to go over how tactical planning in a portfolio, the, the, the hands-on things, the hands-on rules and laws have to change and how you, how you build a portfolio together. And, and we're going to talk about things like, let me read you a little checklist here. So in that workshop, we're going to talk about things like, um, institutional risk, John Truman Wolf, we've had on the show. I will see if we can get one other clip on him. If you, Oh, you, you got to get a piece of John Truman Wolf, uh, uh, expert in the banking sec- sector. Uh, he gets paid good money to do seminars up in LA where he lives. He's going to come down and either participate if we get enough people. And that means you better bring your friends because I'm telling you folks, really quite honestly, and I hate to, you know, um, I don't like to BS people. I don't like to put on a an air of, uh, this is, you know, we just put this out here and everybody runs to our seminars. They don't. The people that come to our seminars are an elite group of informed people in the Ventura area. And they're not massively attended. Usually 20, 30 people show up. They're the smartest people in Ventura. Now, the reason I say that is John Truman Wolf is pulling big crowds up there. We need to get you bringing your friends and we need to get a full room so he will actually attend and not just over the phone or the speaker because he's going to talk for an hour on a look behind the wizard's curtain and discuss the risk from the quadrillion dollar financial derivative market that Harry didn't even touch on in the banks. Here, we just talked about non-performing loans. John Truman Wolf will talk to you about the quadrillion dollar financial derivative market and the likelihood that we will have a Cypress style bank bail-in set out to play in the U.S. with the next banking implosion. We'll cover that. We'll cover market risk, learning about non-correlated assets that will give you good returns that won't tie into these things that are all going to crash together. We'll talk about how to draw 4% out of your portfolio, which is ridiculous. Nobody can live on 4%. We're going to talk about the income play that could get you a 5 to 7% drawdown on a portfolio safely. That will not run out for the rest of your life. We'll talk about future taxation risk because with government so broke, taxes are going to be coming at us left and right. We'll talk about practical ways to reduce your taxable footprint. We're going to talk about big now understand why, why I bring this topic up. Yes, I agree that there is, there's a certain play to be made by using insurance companies and the longevity that they have in financial crises. I agree. But the problem I have with life insurance and annuities is they're often being sold as a panacea today. But the complexity of insurance and annuities has increased tenfold in the last decade. I know because I study them at length. What I'm going to do in the workshop is I'm going to help you dissect the bells and whistles from the real efficacy of these products for 
you know, consumers that are up against some pretty slick insurance salespeople. We'll break it down at the workshop. You want 10 bucks off? 888-882-5578. 888-882-5578. We will talk about longevity risk. The thing that's important to understand about longevity risk is people are living so much longer. You know, when they started social security, a guy lived for like five years and he dropped dead. Now we're looking at People retiring at 65 and living 30 years. How long, how hard did you work for your first 30 years to pay the bills, let alone 30 years that you're not going to be working? Now, if you live 10 years, that makes a big difference. So longevity has got to be calculated in. You've got to look at how long do you expect to live and how do you extend that and how do you push the risk off? Because there's great risk that if you plan to live to 80, you live to 85. What's your plan, folks? You're going to spend your last dime the day before you die. You've got it all figured out. If you don't calculate longevity risk, you're that's the biggest risk today that there is because it tells you how crucial all the other risks are and whether you can make mistakes them or not. Sequence of returns, a little bit of an obscure topic, but we are going to talk about it. While you're taking withdrawals out of your retirement funds, there's a massive difference in outcome as to when a change in the market direction finally arrives. And we'll look at whether it's better to have a weak market followed by a strong market or vice versa. But if you call that one wrong, you'll drop 10 years off the life of your retirement portfolio. There's a few other inflation risks, and there's some others I don't have on my list here. But I want you to know this. There are answers to these risks, and we're going to walk through an examination of each one of them and how they can be mitigated and how they can be woven into a cohesive retirement portfolio strategy that will weather the storm that's coming and still grow and provide for you. Part two, the at the end of this, somewhere here, we'll work it into the workshop. We will also be covering the great gold bust ahead, why gold will not be a safe haven, how this crash is going to be deflationary, making gold the wrong thing to hold, and why Harry Dent would be so audacious to say that gold is going to $700 an ounce by 2017. So this is going to be on the 24th of September at the River Ridge Golf Club in Oxnard. Limited seating. We got to get, bring your friends and all that and call now. Don't wait till the week before the workshop because I don't even know if we'll be able to have a discounted reservation or the room might be full. The number is 888-882-5578 for discounted tickets. 888-882-5578. That's 888-882-5578 for discounted tickets to strategies for a world turned upside down. Very quickly, I want to go to a recent, um, um, interview Harry did. I think that was on Fox Business, and uh, he'll give you a little bit more of a summary of all of what I've just presented to you. And then we'll talk a little bit more breaking down these different planning risks. Yeah, nice to be here. All right. Now, I know you didn't have a chance to watch the debate, and you really didn't miss that much, so I'll be quite honest with you. But, you know, with uh, candidates out there, does anybody have an economic plan that you can get a hold of? You know, I, I don't see it because Republicans think if you lower taxes, you're going to get economic growth. We've already seen a bubble in debt and overgrowth and overinvestment. We, we don't need that. That's the wrong solution at this time. Normally, that would be a good solution. We need a massive debt restructuring, and that's politically unacceptable for either party. I see a crisis happening in 2016 and beyond, and this whole bubble is going to collapse after keeping it going for years and years with free money and 
irresponsible fiscal policy, I mean, monetary policies. And, and, and when we get uh, enough of a crisis, people are going to realize we cannot afford these entitlements we've promised for generation yes. ahead. We cannot afford, you know, 400% GDP of debt and 400% GDP entitlements. So we're going to have to restructure this. But nobody will do it until we realize it's just like labor unions. When, when they finally ruin an industry and it's going bankrupt, they finally say, okay, we'll take half our pensions. Yes. We're going to have to do that sort of thing. No candidate is seeing that. And again, I think the Republicans, I would agree with them more than the Democrats on, on economic policy, but I think they're naive to think, oh, if we lower taxes and invest more, very few companies need more capacity. They've got more capacity than they need, and China's got more capacity than the rest of the world combined being unused. So this is not a time to invest in the future. It's a time to restructure the past so, so prices can come down, bubbles can burst, debt can be restructured and eliminated like in the 30s, and we can grow again. You have to do that first. You have to go through winter before you get the spring. That's my view. Now, as you're talking about 2016, you're saying that 2016 is going to be one of the worst years. Why is that? Well, you know, we've had one bubble after the next crash. 2000 bubble in tech stock, crash. And we had the 2007 bubble, crash. Even a, Stocks went even lower. Every bubble's taken us higher, and every crash has taken us lower. Now we got what I call this final bubble, because it's totally QE. It's totally artificial. It's not the economy causing this like in the past ones. And when this bubble bursts, it's going to be the last to burst, and it's going to take us to even lower lows. So I think, and it's going to happen quickly. Bubbles burst rapidly, as we just saw starting to happen in yes. China. So I think uh, it'll be worse than, than the 70s, or 70s crashes, the 2000 crash, the, you know, the 2008 crash. It'll be probably as bad as 1931. That was the worst down year for the entire last century. I think it's going to be like that, maybe worse. And you have some credibility, because you've been talking about crashes. You talked about the Japan crash and the real estate crash, and this is just another thing that you see coming down the pike. Yeah, and we predicted 20 years ago, when we saw Japan crashing, this was all because of demographics. Their baby boom was at a peak. They caused a bubble in stocks and a big bubble, even bigger bubble in real estate. Those things had to crash, and they did. But we predicted at the same time, no, Europe and the U.S., the rest of the world would see the greatest boom in history, and it wouldn't end until 2007. And that's when we got in trouble. And that's when, ever since then, we've had endless QE just to keep a, a slowing economy barely alive. Without it, we, would, we were starting to go into a depression-like economy in 2008 before government stepped in and printed 10 to $12 trillion around the world. That's a lot of free money yes. to offset a downturn. You can't do that forever, and it's starting to fail. I'm seeing all the signs that quantitative easing is finally failing. Even Mario Draghi said, I'm going to raise it, and then all of a sudden, nope, his board member said no. <laughs> you know, and the stock markets didn't like that. The Fed started tapering over a year, I mean, in 2014, and hasn't been printing money for over a year. So this is coming to an end, and I think it's going to come very abruptly. I tell people, in a bubble, and we're in another bubble, mm -hmm. it's better to get out a little early than late, because when they crash, they crash at least twice as fast as they build, and they're already building exponentially. So this is a dangerous time, and, and I think most people are not going to see this coming. I want to ask you about investments. You know, a lot of people watching this, a lot of people don't have anything investments. They don't, they don't have anything even in the bank. So, you know, for somebody, let's say, you know, they're working, you know, a husband, wife, you know, they have four kids or whatever. What can they do to try to put some money away or have some investments? But that is one of the problems. I'm talking about a big stock market crash, probably 70% in the next year and a half. Oh, wow. that's, that's big. Yeah. So it's like 2008, but bigger. But, but most people don't have much money in the stock market, which is good in a way. But real estate is what, what counts for most people. A lot of people own a home, and some people own a vacation home or some rental properties or something. That's also a danger. We predicted the real estate crash in late 2005. We said this bubble is peaking, and nobody thought it was, just like the Japan thing. And, and it crashed. And a lot, that's where the everyday person got hit. If you can sell your home and rent instead, and I'm, I'm, I'm renting. I've been renting since late 2005. I've got really? all of my own stuff. And I've saved a lot of money. And then wait to buy housing again. Or, or it, let's say you're looking to retire and you want to go from a, a 4,000 square foot home to a 2,000 square foot townhouse. Do that now. You just cut your exposure to real estate in half. So protecting yourself from a fall in real estate is the best thing. We tell people in general, this is unlike anything you'll see in your lifetime. Everything's going to go down like in 2008. It's a bubble. A bubble in everything. Real estate, come on. 
commodities, stocks, everything, even um, bonds. Everything goes down, so you're best to get in safe, liquid investments and wait for the bubble to crash and then start buying real estate, then start buying stocks again, then start buying gold. Gold is going to continue to crash. I hate to say this. People think it's a crisis hedge. It's an inflation hedge, and we're not seeing inflation. We're going to see deflation when all these bubbles unravel and money is destroyed. All right, Mr. Dent, we have about two minutes left, so leave us with your final thoughts and also tell the people how they can keep up with your work. Okay. Yeah, again, um, we only see it. We're in what I call the winter season. We just saw a fall boom. That's where you get the greatest bubbles, like in the Roaring Twenties. Well, the Roaring Twenties was followed by the Great Depression, and this is just how natural cycles go. Nobody likes winter. Nobody likes depressions. Nobody likes stocks crashes or recessions, but we have to have them. Winter clears the decks for the next spring boom, and we've got massive debt, as I said before, on all around the world and bubbles and everything. The next generation is not going to afford to live, buy a house, get health care, invest in stocks if we, if we keep these bubbles going. So we need this kind of restructuring. So, so this is going to happen whether we like it or not. All I tell people, you can prepare. If you get liquid, if you see this coming, and again, it's once in a lifetime. This is not something you do every time there's a stock correction. This is a once in a lifetime reset. Get safe. Protect the money you have in real estate, in stocks, or anything. Protect the money now. Preserve it. And when everything crashes, and I'm talking stocks go down 80% and things like this. Real estate goes down 50% or more. So we're going to see more real estate fall. If you can protect it and rebuy, that's how you increase, make extreme wealth in a downturn like this. You don't buy it by trying to get better yield on a bond or find a stock that you think is better. All stocks are going to go down. Most real estate's going to go down. Gold's going to go down before it goes up again. So, so this is not the time to be in gold as well. So protect your assets. Hunker down. Cost your cost. Don't buy an expensive new car. Don't buy a new house right now. You know, if your kids in college stay there, but once they get out, tell them to get in the workforce before things get worse. So, so just be cautious for once in your life. It will pay off. Okay, you're listening to Straight Talk Wealth Radio. We are here every Saturday morning on News Talk 1590 KVTA in Ventura. I'm your host, Bruce Whitey, and that is my good friend, Harry Dent, um, <laughs> who's always a little bit better friend after you apply him with a couple drinks, but that's a different story. And we are basically talking about the lead up to our event here, uh, based on the work of Harry S. Dent and uh, several other, uh, pretty authoritative folks we're going to be covering on September 24th called strategies for a world turned upside down because one, you know, if you don't know that this stuff is going on, if you don't know that uh, we are at this risk, which we just covered in the first part of this show, then there's no, you know, why would you come to find out how to, what value is it going to be to find out how to keep things safe and why you should, you know, you just go on and you have a diversified portfolio when everything goes down the tubes, everything goes down the tubes and oh, well, so did your neighbors. There's nothing we could do about it. Nobody saw it coming. Uh, it was a big secret, a big mystery. And I guess the government will always make things better. If I just hang in a few more years, the government will bail it all out again and print more of that good money. And then that'll always work. And it always works. And debt levels can just go up forever. We can always live on borrowed money. We can always borrow money from anywhere and make it better. So really, in that case, there's no reason to come to this workshop. Nothing's going to change. But if you don't believe that, I suggest you save 10 bucks right now. $25 workshop. It is going to be on Saturday, the 24th of September from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. It is called Strategies for a World Turned Upside Down. This is an authoritative workshop examining the inevitable outcome of global risk to baby boomers that are either currently retired or will be retiring over the next 10 years. Uh, number is 888-882-5578. We'll take your $25 ticket, which we feed you lunch to, and we'll knock it down to 15 bucks. 888-882-5578. 888-882-5578. Uh, get your reservations for that. And um, so let's talk a little bit about 
how it changes the game a bit to know that these things are coming. So one of the first things you've got to realize is that you got to start being very careful about what institutions will be sticking around and what won't. The problem that you have is that most people consider either, as you heard, Z kind of Harry was down on bonds. It's like what you have is you have the stock market is based on emotion and on perception and it goes up and down in a heartbeat. So the minute people are scared, the market crashes. So then you look at your next layer of safety, which is either the bond market or the banks. Now, boy, I don't want to get too technical about this, but the problem is that if the banks have played footsies, if the banks have leveraged into where the bubble was, then the banking sector is at great risk. And it is the banking sector and the threat that comes to it that brings down the entire globe and the entire economy. We can tell you that banks right now are hedged on trillions of dollars of derivatives. My friend John Truman Wolf, who is the author of The Coming Financial Crisis, is going to be carrying this section of the workshop on institutional risk at the banks. He's going to talk about the quadrillion dollar financial derivative market. Now, the thing about John Truman Wolf is he's going to tell you this is all quite intentional. Harry and I like to go a little bit more on the viewpoint that people are just really stupid that are running the economy of the world and they're getting us in trouble. John's viewpoint is there's a reason behind it. There's an intention behind it. And, uh, I will just let him go off on his own and talk about that. And I don't have to support that or I might support that. But he's going to look at institutional risk, as will we all. And I'm going to look at the Great Depression and the worst banking crisis we've ever had. 10,000 banks failed in the Great Depression. Do you know that? If you had your money in any of 10,000 banks. Now, we've got the FDIC today. But the FDIC was a completely limp, impotent noodle. In 2008, the FDIC did not bail the banks out. There's some argument by some good people that maybe we should have let them instead of Congress. But Congress bailed it out with $800 billion of taxpayer money and overall about $3 trillion of bailout and stimulus from taxpayer money. It was not FDIC premiums paid by the banks that bailed it out. So this is a key thing is what's going to happen in the banking sector in the next crisis. Now, we'll look at that institutional risk and what held up in the Great Depression. We'll look at market risk. We're going to look at are there places where you can just make some money, some reasonable amount of money that doesn't tie into what the stock market's doing, doesn't tie into what the real estate market is doing, doesn't tie into gold. And by the way, we will be having a section at the workshop on the great gold bust ahead and why gold will not be a safe haven and why it is the wrong thing to carry in a deflationary environment. We'll have a segment on that too. But we'll look at market risk and we're going to look for where you can non-correlate to what the markets are doing. Other things that just can make you money that aren't tied into the stock markets going up and down. We're going to look at income, a big section on income in this workshop. The 4% rule is a planner's rule today that kind of is based on the idea that if you have a portfolio and we live in historically low periods of dividends and interest, you should not expect to draw more than 4% of that portfolio at the start of your retirement uh, for the rest of your life. So that means if you got a million dollars, don't expect to take more than $40,000 a year to live on. And that's kind of sad. What do you do? What do you do if you need 60? Well, I guess you go buy a mobile home in the desert. 
But how do you say, what if that doesn't work? Well, we're going to show you in the workshop what we call the income play. And the income play is capable under the circumstances of providing safe lifetime withdrawal rates of 5 to 7%. That can make some difference between that and trying to follow the 4% rule. We'll show you how to safely do that. We will talk about future taxation rates because ever increase, these are all things that are going to come about. They're all greatly increased risks because of the changes we're seeing that we talked about in the first half of the show. These changes will accentuate these risks. One of them is going to be future taxation rates. We're going to have ever increasing government debt levels and they are very likely to drive income tax rates to all new levels. And we're going to look at if there's practical ways to reduce your taxable footprint. We're going to look at uh, big risk in life insurance and annuities. Life insurance and annuities are an important play in staying safe in the future. But I got to tell you, way too often they're being sold as panaceas. Way too often I, I can't stand the the slogan, keep it simple. When it comes to life insurance and annuities, do not keep it simple. They are complex. They are sold with bells and whistles. This industry is the best financial industry I've seen in creating bells and whistles that lure consumers in certain directions that are hollow bells and whistles and don't mean anything. Well, we're gonna, I'm going to personally, because I know this industry like the back of my hand, I'm going to de- dissect the bells and whistles from the real efficacy of the products so that uh, uninitiated consumers have a little bit of armament when they're up against slick insurance salespeople. So we're going to cover that great risk in life insurance and annuities. We're going to cover longevity risks. This is really important to understand because a couple today that are age 65, there's a 47% chance that one of them is going to live to 90 and an 18% chance that one of them is going to live to 95. Now, if you only need, you, you could spend some of your principal. You could probably live pretty well if you knew you had only 10 years to live. 65, you know you're going to live to 75. But if you, it's going to be 30 years and who knows how long you're going to live then it accentuates, it, it puts all the other risks and it turns the volume and the criticalness, it doubles and triples those when you don't know how long you're going to live, but there's a real risk. You could live a very long life of not working. So we're going to look at that. We're going to look at, and by the way, with that goes, there's a couple other risks. I don't know if we're going to be able to do all of this in a workshop. I want to talk about long-term care risks. I will do a show at some point, might be after this event, and we'll do another event. Well, we'll look at that in detail if you've had questions about long-term care. That's part of longevity risk because although people are living in 95, my mom just passed away this year at 93, and the last, let's see, that's 2016, 2002, she had a stroke. She has been debilitated for 14 years and continued to live and need help full-time that was a good $2 million bill out of the estate to care for mom's long-term care. So another risk, we, we're going to try to fit that one in. Look, there's a whole laundry list. But what I'm doing in this workshop is where in the past, I just wanted to educate you on what the global risks were and why we feel the major changes are going. I think if you've been listening to the show by now, you've got it. You understand that. Now what I want to do in this workshop is help you break down what the personal risks are to your situation, your plan, and your portfolio. Break them down and help you understand this. There are answers to each and every one of these separate risks.
And I want you to join us on September 24th. We're running out of time here. You better call now and get your tickets because it will fill up. September 24th at 10 a.m. from 10 until 3 at the River Ridge Golf Club. We'll feed you lunch. The tickets are $25. The week before the event, they go up to $35. I'm going to give you a $15 ticket if you call during the show, 888-882-5578, and join us as we walk through an examination of each one of these separate risks, how each one can be mitigated, mitigated and how they can be woven into a cohesive retirement portfolio strategy that will weather the storm and grow. 888-882-5578. Get $10 off the ticket. Get a $15 ticket. This will fill up. We will uh, have John Truman Wolf participating. Oh, and by the way, I haven't said this yet. I found a guy in Cyprus who was taking in savers monies, savings account in Cyprus, and they didn't get touched one dime by the bail-ins. How did he do it? He has promised me either by recording or one way or another, he will also be uh, contributing to our event on September 24th. I'm out of time. 888-882-5578. Get $10 off your ticket for strategies for a world turned upside down. An authoritative workshop we are doing at the River Ridge Golf Club on September 24th from 10 to 3, uh, examining the inevitable outcome of global risk to baby boomers retiring over the next 10 years. This is going to be about how a planner operates and what planners have to do differently in the coming decade. 888 See you next week. Content of Straight Talk Wealth Radio is for educational purposes only. Any discussion on financial products and their features is subject to change without notice. Consult your own tax, legal, or financial advisor as to your specific situation. Tax-free benefit specialists and insurance services. California license 0E48147.